ultimately we're trying to do is bring people together in real life. And I think there's been a lot of movement towards like, what is community? Um, and it's not the amount of followers you have uh, or, you know, the amount of views you get. Um, it's, it's getting people together in real life and coming to a real life situation that you feel comfortable being in and knowing that you'll be welcome and knowing what the expectations are. And for us, we believe that our app is a great way to do that. But ultimately, our end game is just to bring people together and, you know, smiles and miles is kind of the, the motto of part two of Butts on Saddles. From KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2022. On this episode, I talk with Connor Grant from Down to Ride. Um, I first met Connor, we talk about it in the episode, but not too long ago up at the Iceman Expo. And um, I've been hearing a ton about Down to Ride, DTR, the app. And um, I've been seeing that they've been uh, sponsoring rides and sponsoring some websites and things like that. And I wanted to know more about what they have to offer. And I wanted um, to kind of put a face to an organization, and Connor was the perfect person to do that. And um, we have a really cool conversation, not just about down to ride, but just about community and getting more people involved in cycling. We will get to that conversation here real quick, but um, I hope everyone's enjoying their winter. Either you're riding inside or riding fat bikes outside or not riding at all, all of which is just fine. Um, luckily, I think I've talked about it in the last couple episodes. I have a fat bike now, so I've been able to pretend I'm a fat biker and get out. And um, re- man, I am really enjoying um, the fat biking. Oh, oh, of course, why wouldn't I? Um, because it's just so awesome. But um, we actually have a little bit of snow here in Michigan right now. And it's just like exploring some of these trails and some of these places I've ridden a million times, but on a fat bike, it's just a whole different experience and boy, do I love it. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that. You've seen some local races, some fat bike races popping up and I am getting ready to for the, um, the polar roll in February. So I'm sure that uh, I will talk more about that. Um, as we get closer to it, and then hopefully while I'm up there as well, Polaroid, of course, is up in Marquette, Michigan, in the UP. Um, and uh, I've never done a fat bike race before. I'm not sure Polaroid is the best one to do for your first one, but whatever. I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and of course, getting after it on Zwift, um, doing a lot of Zwift racing, but that's boring. I, I won't talk much more about that, but um, yeah. Hope everyone has had a great start to their 2022, and let's get right into my conversation with Connor Grant of Down to Ride.
I guess maybe, maybe maybe I'll back up a little bit, but I did see that you did the the Rafa Festive 500, and I wanted I want to know all about that. Tell me, <laughs> yeah, tell me about I did. How that was? Um, it was it was fun to some extent. Uh, it was quite it was quite cold. Uh, Is this the first time you've first time you've uh, uh, attempted it? First time I've attempted it, um, and so the first time or the first ride. I was just trying to get together with some friends, my friend Josh and I were going to go over to uh, Nick Stanko's Ninny Muggins ride oh, yeah, 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 from yeah. York because, I mean, I love York, so any excuse to get there is good. And um, yeah, we had a great ride. Uh, some guy showed up with sandals on, blasting jock jams to kind of set the mood. What? And Wait. yeah, it was it was an experience. Um, and so had a great some, group. Some guy, like, hold on. Yeah. Just- so I, I I think he just had moved here from Hawaii okay. and was trying Did to didn't know that it was going to be freezing cold. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I felt so bad for him and I didn't really know how to tell him because the ride was starting at 7am. It's dark. It's cold. Everyone else is like, I, I don't, I don't have anything else to give this guy, but he was so enthusiastic and you know, we kind of made our way up stadium right past the big house and we didn't really see him anymore. So we looked back and I, I think he turned around rather quickly because um, uh, of temperature. Um, but yeah, he didn't, I mean, he brought the hype. <laughs> well, good for him for even like attempting to start it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you show up to group rides. I think we'll get to this in a bit is, you know, he was, he was definitely more a bit of a party pace person. And this nice. was like, you know, we want to, we want to get this over with because we know how cold it's going to be. <laughs> and a lot of people there were going to go for the whole 500. So, um, you know, trying to save some energy, I guess. Well, it takes all kinds, you know, all, all, all types of riders, but, uh, but yeah, so you do the ninny, ninny, muggins. ninny muggins. Um, and so toward the end of the ride, um, Josh and then, uh, Adam Hockley was also on the ride. We're like, Oh, Hey, we're going to ride back to Plymouth you should come with. And I'm like, so this is how this starts is you just start <laughs> stacking rides on top of each other. So unknowingly I, I did quite a, I put quite a dent in it the first day. And after that, it was just a pretty good opportunity to get together with some of my friends uh, and just get it done. I'd say um, the hardest thing was just getting outside and, and, you know, it's so much harder to ride when it's cold out and you're just having your energy sucked, not only from the pedals, but from staying warm. Um, But it was really cool. Just this time of year isn't big for group rides and meeting up with random people on random routes and meeting new people and knowing why they're doing the festive and just kind of understanding why it's kind of a special thing. Yeah. You definitely need some like extra motivation during yeah. this time, and I always find, uh, like January, we're in January right now. I mean, that's it's like obvious motivation. It's the beginning of the year. You want to like start the year off strong. Um, but I find December to be so difficult because um, you're always busy and it's cold out also, and it's just like it's so easy to make those excuses. Well, I'll just you know not ride and not ride and not it's the end of the year i don't need to be riding but um, yep. yeah so good for you for um for for taking that on i haven't done it yet um i don't know if i ever will <laughs> but, yeah i don't know if i need to do it again well, i also I, you, you checked it off so <laughs> i checked it off but i will say so i did 
I think 80% of my miles outside, I did Zwift for some of it, which okay. is a bit debatable. They opened it up to well, like, like last year, the year before or something, I, I saw that they yeah. opened it up. Yeah. But they encourage, it's encouraged to do them outside yeah. as much as you can. But 80%, man. I mean, I think that's, that's still pretty, pretty darn good. Um, I, I will say that this year seemed particularly, particularly, uh, good weather wise right i mean it was oh, yeah. cold but it was dry for most it was part. dry it was sunny at times uh there wasn't um, an absurd amount of snow on the ground mm-hmm. um so yeah basically everyone who had done it before told me you got lucky and so i'll take it <laughs> yeah for sure so you you finished the year off strong now coming into january are you do, you, do did you come in with some huge aspirations or, or goals or are you just kind of like still recovering from the the festive 500 uh I, I think for me i i'm trying to just chill out actually so i i'm a triathlete um by don't tell anyone <laughs> um <laughs> but i'm a triathlete who got into cycling and so uh this last year i think everyone attacked 2021 with a, a lot of vigor maybe more so than any other year before and um you know, I didn't really take a break starting from March until now. So I am pretty exhausted and just trying to mentally figure out what the why is for this coming season mm. um, and, you know, finalize the race schedule and go from there. So I'd say that, you know, I, most people I see on January 1st are running uh, 10 miles or a 10K or getting on Zwift and trying to start new habits. And for me, I sat on the couch all day. <laughs> January 1st and just, <laughs> I probably need to rest more and stretch, but you know, yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, trying to just relax before we kind of ramp up because you know it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Why don't we start here? Um, if you could introduce yourself and, um, I mean, we're here to talk about Down to Ride, yeah. DTR. Um, introduce yourself, what you do at DTR, and, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, so Down to Ride is a brand with an app. We are all about community and putting butts on saddles. Uh, I am the CMO, so I handle everything on the marketing side, uh, which is great. I, I've loved marketing for a long time and I've worked at, I worked at an agency before this. And you know, the biggest things is I get to talk about bikes all day and getting people riding. And then I say butts a lot. So 12-year-old <laughs> me is just really excited about how things have panned out. Uh, and so that's been really, really cool, but, uh, we've been around for a few years now and, you know, essentially our whole mission butts on saddles is to make it cycling in general is somewhat hard to get into, right? It's a sport that requires a certain amount of gear, starting with a bike helmet, everything of that nature. But once people get that, how do we enable them to have great experiences on their bikes and, you know, this is a, a broad generalization, but it can be very difficult um, to find group rides, uh, whether it just be, where do I look? Is it on Meetup? Is it on Facebook? Is it on Instagram? Um, and then also kind of the secret handshake of cycling, which is, you know, finding the ride or um, figuring out you know, how to get invited to the ride. So trying to just open up cycling and rides more to everyone and, um, you know, we believe our app is a great way to do that, but, you know, any, anyone who's helping get more butts on saddles is, is good by us. And we're trying to talk about them and what they're doing. 
Yeah, that's that's a, a great introduction. Um, so if any of the listeners are like myself, um, especially if you're from Michigan, um, or if you live in Michigan, um, it's, it's a little side note. My my brothers get on me because I, I'll say things like from Michigan, and I'm not from Michigan, so they they they're like, you're from Indiana. Why do you keep saying from Michigan? So anyways, if you live in Michigan or in the area, um, I think in the last couple of years, I started seeing uh, DTR pop up everywhere. I mean, you mm-hmm. guys came in hot. And and part of me was like, who who is this group of people? What are they, right. what are they doing? I mean, from sponsoring the uh classified the bike classifieds on facebook where um people go in and sell their used bikes it's like sponsored by down to ride app it's like what Mm -hmm. and then um different races i think you guys have been kind of a a part of just maybe supporting races or like um putting on some rides leading up to like iceman or bear Mm -hmm. bay or something like that so definitely have been making a splash the last couple years and um and then this all kind of culminated at iceman this year we got to meet face to face and talk a little bit about down to ride and just what you all all are doing there so i thought hey why not have you on and um just kind of tell us about the mission and tell us about um it because right now it, it you could say that you're an app and that tells me nothing (laughs) right but um but just talking to you and seeing about some seeing other things that you are putting up online and uh, the support you're giving to local communities um it's it's more than an app um and so I, i guess we can start there it's like how how do you see yourself more than just an app yeah i think the app is table stakes to some extent. And it's more just like DTR is a bit of a, I don't know, it's going to sound cheesy, but maybe more of a mindset of, you know, empowering the cycling community to welcome people. And, um, you know, I think for us, you know, whether it be sponsoring Michigan Bike Classifieds, which is a great way for anyone to get into cycling. If you're in Michigan, check it out because there are great bikes on there all the time. If you're thinking about buying one Um, or Iceman, which is I'm close to a national holiday or a state holiday here um, is like getting people (laughs) excited for it. And so I think Iceman specifically was a really cool moment for us. Um, Yeah. A little bit like Iceman's the wedding. And we had a bunch of training rides leading up to it that were, (laughs) you know, the bachelor party, the bachelorette party, the shower, people getting in early. And by the time you show up at Iceman, you know, a bunch of people, you know, where your fitness is you know uh, where to go after you finish the race uh, in terms of where your friends are meeting up. And it just makes it a more comfortable experience. So it's a way of just getting to know the community more before that. And that's really what we're all about is just getting people together and showcasing kind of what's a really special group of people. Um, I think for us, the big focus is we certainly use online a lot, whether it be social media or our blog or our podcast, but ultimately what we're trying to do is bring people together in real life. And I think there's been a lot of movement towards like, what is community? Um, and it's not the amount of followers you have uh, or, you know, the amount of views you get. Um, it's, it's getting people together in real life and coming to a real life situation that you feel comfortable being in and knowing that you'll be welcome and knowing what the expectations are. And for us, we believe that our app is a great way to do that 
but ultimately our end game is just to bring people together and, you know, smiles and miles is kind of the, the motto of part two of butts on saddles. So, yeah, um, exactly. And I think that's like the, one of the best expressions of, um, social media or technology right now or are things like that. Um, yeah, certainly I know that you guys are more than a, than an app. It's just a tool to, um, fulfill your ultimate mission and just like a podcast might be a way to get um, a community out there and talk about a, a certain community or, or bring together a community. And um, yeah, so certainly I know that you, you are more than an app, but um, yeah, it's like, the, how are we using these different tools in our community for for good? I guess, you know, it's as cheesy as that does sound, but, um, but yeah, but I was definitely seeing it. I mean, I saw the leading up to the wedding, like Iceman, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the culmination of that. Um, it was really, really kind of neat. So coming in hot and not knowing who you were to um, you kind of having a big presence. Um, so w- why don't we back up a little bit, though, and tell me yeah. about um, when were you founded or who founded you or who founded DTR and uh, and that history and, and maybe their um uh love of bicycles or how, how how that all came together yeah so we're started in royal oak michigan um jake siegel started it um jake started uh he is involved with another a company called tome so um tome jake jake loves riding uh jake had an app called uh comms or koms is how it was spelled and the it helped teams organize um, basically all their logistics and the rides. And the most popular feature was the app of, you know, there, within the app was being down to ride. Um, and so that kind of took off and kind of, he recognized a need in the space to, you know, basically where are the rides? And so he, as an avid rider himself, uh, if you're in Metro Detroit, you probably know who Jake is. He, is one of the main uh, organizers of the Thursday night thunder ride, um, which is a great time. Um, and so that spun into down to ride. And, um, you know, he basically was like, I'm going to, I'm going to send it. And it's been around, I think for three years. And so we just launched version 1.0 of the down to ride app this past May. And, um, had our first season, which you mentioned culminated with Iceman. And, um, you know, I guess I started back in April and we have a team of, man, between developers now, I think we're up to 12 people um, who are working on the app full time, which is just great. Um, And, you know, this off season specifically, we're working on expanding in the, in the rest of the Midwest and the rest of the country. So um, I think Jake saw a need to, have a tool for the community to bring people together in a way that isn't as fragmented as um, Slack channels, email listservs, Facebook pages, Facebook groups. Um, if there could be one centralized place to say who's down to ride, who, where can I find the rides, um, that would serve the community in a really productive way in terms of I don't want to waste your time and I want to get on a bike. And that's kind of it. And so that's kind of how it started, why it started, and where we are right now. Um, yeah, I, I do like the idea of – one thing I hate is uh, 
clutter, like clutter on Facebook or clutter on, you know, you're invited to all these different things. You're, you're part of 18 different groups and you have all Mm -hmm. these notifications. And I do like the idea of having one central place where this is my cycling outside, you know, keep organized my ride. It's kind of like Strava, except except it's not logging your miles. You are using it to find the rides around you. So yeah, and that's uh, our lane. We're we're not trying to like Strava a great tool, but this is specifically right. how do I find the rides? Correct. Yeah. So I'm I am interested in this idea of butts on saddles or specifically more butts on saddles. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to know how are you supporting new riders and trying to encourage, um, you know, new riders to get their butts on saddles? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess starting in 2020, the cycling industry saw a massive surge in people getting back on bikes because of the pandemic. And so, you know, we said, oh man, this is, it's never been a better time to be a rider in the sense that I guess if you're looking for a bike, it isn't great um, <laughs> since they're hard to come by or components for that matter. Yeah. Um, however, <laughs> you know, what we are trying to do and, and you know, it, it's, it's for all abilities and all riders um, for um, you know, new riders specifically, uh, we've done a, we've had a pretty concentrated effort to create content that is very focused on how new riders can find and discover and be welcomed into groups and why they should get into group riding. I think, you know, it's an assumption that we can't make that everyone knows what a group ride is and why they should go on one. So there's a big education component. And then really for us, um, our biggest ask for, for people who love our mission, uh, whether that be, um, clubs, um, existing rides or individuals is to put, put your ride on our app. And so we have a public rides feature that shows any ride that's happening within 50 miles of you. And so as a new rider, you can go on there and you can say, okay, this is a D ride, or this is a social ride, um, given the tags and, and see like, okay, here's where we're starting. Then there's a ride chat option. You can set, you know, you can talk to the, the organizer and they can set expectations. If you have any problems or any concerns, you can talk to them about it there. And then getting up and, you know, we're trying to find people that are trying to welcome people to the community as well. So, um, you know, there are some groups and that aren't a good fit for our app or our mission. Um, and that's fine. We're not for everyone. Um, we're for people who want to grow the sport. And so that's how we talk about ourselves to new riders and existing riders alike. Um, but I think bottom line is for us is we've seen a lot of success and just the ability to set expectations for um, existing riders and people who are very passionate as well as newcomers. Um, and yeah, it's cool to, to hear the stories um, from the saddle or about how people found rides um, through our different channels. You know, like we had someone who they moved up here from Texas and they didn't, they didn't know anyone uh, other than like the person who hired them. And, you know, they, they heard about DTR, so they downloaded it and there she is five hours later on this group ride. And now she has a, a ride to go to and, you know, she kind of stuck around most of the fall and went from one ride to another and just kind of kept finding opportunities to meet people and get on a bike here, um, even though she didn't know anyone. So that's kind of like why you do it. Right. And yeah. That's, that's a cool story. I mean, I, I think as you're talking, I, 
I've experienced it as much as anyone that the cycling community is a strong community. And mm-hmm. when you're in it, um, it's supportive. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty large and like, you know, like it's, it's a great community to be a part of. Um, but it is intimidating and it is difficult to break into it sometimes. And especially if you are a beginner or if you are new to a, to an area. Um, so any tool, anything that can kind of help that along and help you find those people, because I, I don't think it, I don't think the community just in general mean means to be, um, exclusive, but I feel like just cycling in general is, it seems just, you know, you need equipment, you need, Mm -hmm. uh, time, you need a certain ability. I mean, it just, it, it kind of happens to be exclusive, um, even when it's trying not to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think anything that, someone can do to kind of break down those, those walls, you know, it's, it's better for, for everyone. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's also maybe somewhat difficult sometimes. I mean, cycling is a passion sport, right. And we all have, it's part of a lot of our identities. Right. And so you, know, you need to be really sure that like when you want to share that with someone, but you're so focused on like what you have, whether it be mm-hmm. races, the rides that you already know about, that sometimes it can be like really hard to have some self-awareness to step back and be like, how do I share this with people beyond? Or like, how do I think about my own journey and how I got into cycling and make it easier for someone? Like, I'd be curious. So you moved to East Lansing a while ago. Like, how did you find your group or your community there? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's interesting. Um, and it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there, there is a pretty, um, active group of cyclists here, but I moved in January. So the middle of winter. So I didn't, I, you know, there wasn't a lot going on at the time. Um, honestly, the, the, the way I got connected with riders in this area is I signed up for Bear Bay and Waterloo grit and gravel. And it was Waterloo. That was the first one. And, um, after, when I finished my wife, Rachel said, Oh, I just saw some people in some, uh, like Lansing kits. And so then we went online and found them online and it was, um, capital city cyclist or, okay. um, um, uh, auto lab and they, they meet Tuesday nights. And so then it just kind of, I, I started going to their rides sure. and, um, but yeah, it, it took a little bit of legwork for me to, to find them. No, no fault of theirs. Um, no, not cause, at all. cause their, their information was out there. They had a website, they had a uh, Facebook, they had that, but just not knowing exactly where to look for that. Um, uh, yeah, but once I got, uh, once I went to one of their rides, then it was, then I got to know Game people over. and then, yeah, yeah then, and, and then that group turned into another group in the area and then it just kind of exploded from, from there. Um, mm-hmm. I do, I do like what you were saying about some self-awareness and I, and I will say sometimes it, it is difficult for me, um, I, I'm, I think sometimes I'm protective of, <laughs> of the community or the ride or the, and you do want the right person. Yep. Um, and maybe that's not the, the, the best way to go about it, but say you're, it's a Saturday morning and you want to smash 80 miles and you want to, you know, it's all on road. So you want to go 20 plus miles an hour. Um, 
well, I don't know if a beginner is the best uh, person to bring into that into that group. Um, so it's it, it is easy to get kind of protective of your community, of your group, of your rides. But then also, how do we how do people like me say no? Like we need more opportunities for people to come in and um, experience this just like I did a few years ago when I was looking for a group to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you make a great point and it's kind of also like, there's a little bit of credibility, right? Like if I bring this friend along, like they better be able to hang. Oh yeah. Right. Whereas (laughs) like, how do we create more low pressure situations or not make it so that, and I mean, I, I totally agree with you. It's like, if I'm bringing someone along, like, it's a little bit of a reflection on you or whatever. Right. So it's like, and I want them to have a good time, but maybe you still need to get a workout in or you're like, this is yeah. my free time as well. So, you know, it, it's simple, right? Like I can send them to this social ride through the shop, um, you know, an invite on the app and it's a pretty low pressure, low stakes way to, you know, get them to meet other people who might be maybe more of their abilities or are looking for, um, you know, the same thing that they're looking for out of the sport. Maybe they're trying to meet other people who want to go bike packing or, you know, beginner mountain biking, whatever that is, right. It's kind of like, once you make these introductions, um, people tend to run with it. Right. But how do we make these introductions to the local groups and the local riding scenes, uh, a little easier and a little less pressure. Yeah. And I, I think you mentioned this before too, the, the way that, um, I'm sure the way that DTR works best is when it's connected to good people and Mm -hmm. you need good leaders, you need good community organizers. And, and I think, yes, it's a tool to get people out to, to different rides or different events, but then it takes someone then at that end of the line to say, no, I'm going to organize it from here when we're all together. And you just can't, Uh, You can't send people to anonymous events or rides and say, well, sure hope it works out for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Um, Yeah, and I think we got like really lucky with that with our Iceman activation, which just like a brief summary of that is like we had Iceman training rides at least once a week. Like I think we had about nine to 12 a week with uh, ride leaders who are working with us, Um, you know, from Colin Snyder to Matt Acker to uh, Mark D-Ring. Um, Cody and his brother, Wes Sovis did a few rides up in Traverse city with us. Um, Candace Chappelle, Aaron O'Mara, like we had these great ride leaders, um, throughout the state who are really on board with DTR's mission of butts on saddles and able to create that welcoming environment. So like for us sending people who wanted to get better for Iceman to these rides, like there was a bit of, you know, we knew that they right. were good people and that you show up and you're going to have a good time because, you know, these people, A, are just good to begin with, um, but they're also just, you know, very well known and respected in the cycling community of being able to host great rides. Um, and, and that's what we want to send people to, whether they're experts or beginners. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I really don't think, I mean, kind of going back to being protective about your community or your group, like there's really no negative to to uh, expanding your group. I, I really don't see it. I mean, the worst that can happen is not the worst that can happen, but even if bringing opening, opening it up um, expands the levels of people in your group. Well, great. Now you have, now you can challenge people. Now you have, 
now other people have more people to ride with, or you bring in someone that will challenge you or they're they're Mm -hmm. just there. I don't think there's any, any negative to, to doing that. Um, and so anything that's, that makes that easier is, is, is great. You, you mentioned about looking this year and expanding to different States. Um, cause I know that founded in Michigan and Royal Oak, um, but it's not necessarily an exclusive Michigan app because, you know, nothing is exclusive to a, a place on, on the internet. But, um, so I, I know you went to Sea Otter this last year. Yep. Um, so what, 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 how are you looking to expand this to more than just like a, the Midwest market or say the, the Michigan market? Yeah. So, you know, Michigan obviously was a very natural place for us to start given connections here and just a, a pretty good lay of the land. Um, for Midwest, um, you know, it's, I mean, you're from Indiana, like we're all kind of somewhat similar and uh, it's a good time to talk to clubs right now um, and just ride leaders about what their plans are for 2022. Um, I think something that we learned is people don't really want to have to rethink logistics in the middle of the season. Um, so for us, you know, that's why we're focusing on the Midwest right now is, um, you know, a little bit of Midwestern credibility and charm um, relatable in that uh, sense as well. And then just finding people as they're gearing up for their 2022 season. And, you know, as we roll out, like, you know, we have a few different programs, um, like a community builder program um, that we're launching this year to get people in other markets uh, who are a good fit for our program or our app, our brand, um, and figuring out the best way to empower them to, you know, either make their rides better, expand their rides, get more visibility to their rides, um, and just kind of further their own personal mission once they're on board with us. So, um, you know, I think distribution for us is probably the most exciting part. Um, because when you meet someone who is really on board with our mission, like they are really on board with the mission and like, that is how you build things. Um, and, and for us, it's been very cool to have the support we had in Michigan. Um, a lot of, uh, people provided great feedback for us on what they would like to see for, um, our product. And, kind of walking into these other states with a a little bit of confidence in terms of like, we worked out a lot of the kinks um, and and we're ready to go or ready to send it, if you will. Um, (laughs) I feel like you always need to mix in some cycling jargon. I'm surprised I haven't said stoked more yet, but I'll try to work some more of that. We can edit it that in just like, if you want to say it a few times and I'll just stick it, you know, (laughs) stoked, stoked. Yeah. Um, But so, I mean, and and it's like kind of cool. Um, you know, we have like random pockets of people that heard about what we de- are doing and love it from like Austin, Texas to Nashville, Tennessee, um, to Florida, um, to like some places out in California. Um, we've made some like really unique connections, but obviously like we're trying to get a big community on board. So DTR works best when, you know, it, a lot of people are on the app in your area so that you can see public rides or you can see group rides, um, and you can get out and, you know, figure out what you want to do that day. Um, so that's kind of like where we are with expansion right now. And we'll kind of work from there and see what makes sense. So um, big opportunity right now, the focus is the Midwest, and then we'll figure out what's next after that. Yeah, definitely. That's very cool. I mean, I I, I think uh, I will admit when I first heard of you all, and I think I mentioned this already, I mean, I just wasn't sure, like, what is this thing? What is this app? Mm-hmm. Like, what's it what's it, um, accomplish or what's it fulfilling or, you know, what, 
why do we need another thing? You know? Yeah. Um, but then after hearing about the mission, after talking to you at Iceman and then seeing some of the other things that you're supporting, um, I think it's great. And I, and I, I do like the idea of having a specific place to go to not only connect myself to others, but bring others into the sport as well. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, like something that our, our big focus is just like, what can we do to make the community better? So, you know, we, we support the league of Michigan cyclists. We're pretty involved with MISCA. Um, we're part of, you know, the league of American bicyclists. So for us, like we're trying to invest our money in the right places. Like we're not trying to just, you know, we don't buy users. We don't pay people to use the app. Um, we really try to make our investments in the community and making the community a better place yeah. and like leading by example, that way of showing like, here's why we're really here. This is just something that we think could be helpful for you as well. Right. Like, and we'll just go from there. So that's our, our first commitment is butts on saddles in the community and yeah. doing what we can to empower those people. I think, I mean, it's, it's cool. Cause right now you're seeing, I, I think a kind of a boom of, grassroots events and Mm -hmm. a lot of you know uh races or events that people can go to and be a part of um but i think there is a a need for things that maybe aren't necessarily events but um what you need to to lead you up to an event i i think experience experiencing an event is kind of life-changing a little bit it's like holy cow i need to be a part of this i need bikes to be in my life for the, you know, I, I, I need to be at more of these things, but then it's finding the right group of people to prepare you for those events and finding the, that motivation. Um, it, it gets difficult sometimes. Yeah. And you know, we we're laser focused on what are you doing this week? It's like for us, events really aren't on the radar. You can put it in if it's coming up, but I agree with you. Like events are special and like, how do you prepare for them? And I mean, yeah, I'll say I listened to your Moraine 166 podcast and I signed up for it this year because <laughs> I was like pretty inspired to do it. I was just like, this is this is super cool. And like this event, like, I mean, it was a, it was a great story around it. And congratulations on your finish. That was you know, oh, thanks. <laughs> that was super cool. But, you know, for us, it's like, yeah, like events, like, you know where to find events. You can go to Bike Reg and you can, you know, that's that's the event space or, you know, Facebook does a great job with events. But how do you find like, where's the immediacy, right? And, yeah. and how do you organize preparation for that? And, you know, it, it it's like, I think, you know, we kind of touched on this a little, it's like we're on indoor season right now. And <laughs> part of the thing I think you realize the most is like, you can do an indoor Swift ride, whether it be a group ride or a race or something like that, but like you just miss riding with people. So how do we make it easier to ride with people? And then it's like, once you find people, are you inspiring them to do events, right? Like, how many times you heard like, oh yeah, we went on this training ride and this guy wasn't signed up. And you know, by the time we got back, actually, he told us that when we stopped at the gas station, he signed up for the race that we were talking about. Yeah. And it's like, that's the cool part, right? And then he's like, all right, well now I have three guys and you know, whatever to, you know, train with. Right. And that's kind of part of the thing is I think uh, one of the Iceman training rides I was on, um, Adam Heisel, talked and said like I had more fun on the training rides beating the snot out of my friends than I did on the actual race day and you're like <laughs> yes how do we get more of that you yeah know? well and that, yeah that's that's a great point I think sometimes events aren't for everyone and people mm-hmm. don't you know they don't need to you don't need to be a 
you don't need to be racing all the time or going to events or going to these big things to be an active and, 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 uh, I don't know, just an active cyclist, you know, like that events don't make you a cyclist, just riding makes you a cyclist. And, and yeah, so you don't need to be looking toward an event. Um, so sometimes that motivation needs to come just from, Hey, this group's getting together at this time, you know, be there. Yeah. And it's that simple. Just nowhere to go. Exactly. That, that's just nowhere to go. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> Put it in your, uh, you know, bike, computer, DTR, <laughs> just nowhere to go. Right? Yep, exactly. Um, so, you know, speaking of um, connecting uh, groups of people to the right leader or the right person um, or making sure that, like, your community has, you know, like, uh, the right fit of a person. I don't know what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to make a segue here. It's not working, but this is what I, (laughs) but I kind of want to like finish this up because, uh, you had just recently sold a bike on Michigan classifieds, correct? I did. Yeah. And, um, it was one of the best, uh, submissions or I don't know what you would say. Uh, um, the, the, uh, description of the bike and all this. So I was wondering, um, if you could read us a little bit of your submission for, um, it was a diverge, right? Yeah, it was a diverge. I recently, uh, Harvey Dent was the name of the bike. Uh, <laughs> there was a, there was a pedal wrench incident that I won't get too in depth about, but, um, is this an upgrade? Are you upgrading? Are you, um, I did. Upgrade. Are you going full-time try now? Like what's the deal? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I upgraded to, uh, a Cervelo Espero five. Oh, nice. Um, and so I, I'm kind of, I'm in this and I've had a few conversations with people about this of, so I have a tri bike, I have a mountain bike, I have a single speed, get around town with a bottle opener bike. And I had a gravel bike that I was using, um, you know, as a road slash gravel bike. So I didn't, didn't have you know, kind of the quiver killer. So, I was like, oh man, do I buy a road bike this year and keep this gravel bike? And so ultimately I decided like, I love gravel racing and I probably rode that the most last year, um, that I would kind of just go all in on, uh, on gravel. And so I'll get a wheel set for the Sparrow, um, for road, but, um, yeah, I, I had a bike that I needed to sell, (laughs) uh, specialized diverge. It's a, a great bike. I loved it. Um, and you know, I guess you know, I kind of just, you see all these listings and you're like, all right, like I'm going to spice it up a little bit. So <laughs> I think it was like late on a Friday night and I was just like, I'm the creative juices are flowing. You know, I've got a, a nice candle burning and uh, I'm going to just hit the keyboard. So yeah. Um, be happy to read some of it also. Please, please do. <laughs> share that after I had a few messages, not about the bike, but uh, a a young lady asked if I would write her dating profile for her, (laughs) uh, which was, which was quite flattering. Um, And I don't know if there's a a record for engagement on this, but I think it ended up with like over 140 likes and like 90 comments. So um, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, did you sell the bike? I did most- sell the bike. Okay, good. <laughs> that's like another story in itself of just how strange it is to some extent that here I am in the cell phone lot at Metro Detroit Airport 
And like some guy is just meeting me there and just like, Hey, yeah, this looks good. And then it's like, <laughs> all right. Then we're just off. And you're like, this felt a little bit like a drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly more coordinated, I guess. But, um, well, that's a lot of setup. Let's, uh, it better, you know, it better okay. be good. So why don't, you, why don't you read us a little bit? Should I get like a storytelling voice too. Maybe, hold on. Maybe I'll add a little, uh, little music underneath in post-production. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, here we go. Let's see that. Go for okay. it. Desperately seeking a good home for my Diverge, specialized, purchased from Fraser Bikes in summer 2020. While this workhorse loves to be ridden hard and put away wet, he has been properly cared for over the years with regular maintenance and TLC. Eagerly awaiting his next adventure, this pocket knife of a steed is ready to take you as far as you can push it. It pains me to part with Harvey, you can change the name, but the only thing worse than letting him go would be seeing him sit around waiting for me to look in his direction. And then uh, Accolades, once finished third place at Northville Gravel Worlds, holds the KOM on a segment called Trashy Northside, despite being ridden by a triathlete, has never been peed on. And William Hughes once said, hey, I really like the color of that bike. Oh, yeah, and that, I guess that's how you, that's how you move product. That's on, how you uh, sell a bike, man. That's, that's how, you... how you sell a bike. So. <laughs> Yeah, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I it was fun to hear from everyone, I guess, too. <laughs> I have to say, does that um fall in line with the mission of DTR or do you have to like have a disclaimer like uh Connor Grant's um uh I don't know <laughs> does not speak directly for uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess I didn't run it by our lawyers first. <laughs> I just put it up there, but the man was super nice. He did get some DTR stickers. Ooh, nice. The bike. Very good, um, of course. And I had an extra pair of hand-up gloves from Iceman that needed a home. So he got some White Snake edition hand-up gloves. So um, I guess <laughs> Wait, perks of buying like white, something. Like the band White Snake? Like the band White Snake. Okay. They're actually pretty cool. I didn't really want to give them away because I thought, oh, man, maybe I should keep these. But... You know, just trying to share the wealth, if you will. But yeah, hopefully he likes rock and roll. That was uh, that was great. Uh, that submission was, or the your listing, or whatever you would call it, is it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. So you're uh, now. I just want to know. I mean, now you're going full in gravel, which yeah. I like to see. I like to see a triathlete. Um, you know, um, j- just parting ways with the. With the arrow bars, well, I don't know. You might go arrow bars now with uh, gravel riding. Who knows? But uh, I haven't um, taken the plunge yet. I'd be curious yeah. what your take on those are. Well, I haven't. I don't have them either. Um, okay. I did a lot of racing last year with people with arrow bars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can kind of see some some pros and cons. Um, I don't. I think they're kind of fussy, but I think they would be helpful if you are doing something like Moran or even Barry 100. I think a few people mm-hmm. were riding those. Um, but I don't, I don't foresee myself getting into it this year either, but okay. anyways, um, yeah. Uh, I'd like to see triathletes like being done with triathlons and going full gravel, even though that may not be what you're doing, but, uh, yeah. Tell me about what your plans are for this, for this year. I mean, you, you kind of, kind of hinted towards some things, but, uh, you said Moran, anything else that you're Um, doing? So I am still doing two triathlons this year. Um, (sighs) uh, so I'm not totally ejecting from that just yet. So 
uh, triathlon wise, I'm doing the Blue Ridge half Ironman, uh, and then I'll be doing Lake Placid full Ironman again in oh July. Um, so those are, you know, great, great base building <laughs> uh, races yeah, for, you could, for big gravel races. You could say so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to kick the season off with Barry, the 62 miler. Um, and then yeah, I have a bunch littered in there. I'm, I'm flirting with the idea of coast to coast. Um, obviously doing Iceman Moran 166 will kind of be a, a big one. And then, uh, we'll see what happens in between. Um, I think it's cool. Just, I mean, I, you know, being exposed to cycling, I've kind of been talking about all day. It's hard not to just start signing up for races. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that you kind of exist in the same world as me as like, I can only talk about it so much before I'm like, okay, right after this call, I'm about to just like, you know, pull up the Michigan gravel race series <laughs> and just be like, all right, I got to get another hit. And you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> we'll see what else shakes out, but um, I don't know. Do you have any recommendations on a must ride race? Oh, I did say I will. I was looking into possibly doing BWR in Ooh. Kansas towards the end of the year, just Ooh. because I hate my legs. Um, <laughs> so there may be a BWR utah in my future okay um i think i i think that might be on the calendar this year um i did the bwr in Asheville, and that was an incredible um experience and i think just to experience any belgian waffle ride um yeah should be on it seemed like a special breed definitely yeah definitely is so if you could get to any of them i think that would be that would be great now you mentioned coast to coast i haven't done coast to coast but I think that's a must. Um, yeah. Especially like as someone who's existed in Michigan, you're like this. Yeah. It just seems right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, kind of going back to arrow bars, if there ever is a race for arrow bars, I feel like that might be one. Um, but again, I'm not an expert on arrow bars, so I can't really um, comment on that. But, but yes, yeah, so coast to coast is on my list for this year, but I would, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking Moran, which is 160 miles coast to coast 210 or something. I mean, it might be, it might be a good idea to, I mean, that's a big season for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, the biggest thing is I, I finished last year, like just pretty burnt out. Um, and I don't know if all of us did just cause you know, I, you tried to get on so many rides cause you didn't have it the year before and you tried to do so many races because you didn't have it a year before. Yeah, yeah. Just like, what's the, what's, what's the balance on the seesaw here? And I guess I'd rather, I think as I get older, I'd rather be a little light than a little heavy. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And, but then also, I mean, it's kind of about experience and adventure and you yeah. want, you want those, you want those events that will, you know, inspire you to do more later or keep searching out new adventures and things. And I mean, that's what I love Moran because it was just an area of the, of the state I've, I've never ridden in and just kind of a whole whole new thing and uh that that was a blast coast to coast i mean you see the whole the whole you know from one side to the next and i'm, I'm looking forward to something like that but but yeah i don't know i mean it seems like between the iron man and the half iron man and moran like you're gonna you're gonna be pretty full so <laughs> yeah I, I think so um have you done like water moo 
So I really want to do Watermoo. The problem is it's like a week and it's like two weeks after the Ironman. And uh, I I think if I, I think I might try and do it this year. I don't think that I would race it just because I've heard, I mean, I've ridden. uh, So, I mean, I'm in downtown Detroit, but I ride out in Ann Arbor a lot. Sure. Um, And I love that area and it's so pretty. And I, I think it'd be really cool to just go and do it and have, you know, just have like a fun day out there. Yeah. Um, and not putting pressure on myself. So I, I think the water move might need to happen. Um, hopefully it's just not too painful. Yeah. Um, and then there's like all sorts of, I mean, have you ever done like Lowell and those kind of. So I need to get into that scene. Uh, I haven't done those. And I think this is kind of part of the transition from like a triathlete who signs up for, you know, half iron or half iron, like or half marathons and things like that yeah. is, um, just getting in more into biking and going and being able to enjoy these races and kind of being like, man, in Michigan and the Midwest, we have, we're lucky. There are so many cool experiences you can have on your bike. And you know, it's not always about how you perform. It's just about going and having a good time and embracing the adventure. Um, yeah. I think that's like one thing that's super cool about gravel riding and, and mountain biking as well. Um, yeah. That's a little different than triathlon is like triathlons, like very focused on numbers and, time and i don't know like it sometimes like it's hard to enjoy it as much um because you're so wound up in you know hitting certain numbers or hitting certain goals whereas other races can be very open-ended with that i think i what i love about um things like the gravel race series or just like just gravel racing in general is um when i used to run and work toward a marathon it would be like one marathon a year and yeah. everything worked towards that one date, and then it either went great, but more often than not, it went terrible. <laughs> and yeah. then you're like bummed for the. It's like oh, my one chance for the year. It's over, you know, whatever. But um, there are so many different opportunities to just jump into a small gravel race in Michigan that you just find one, find one that works in your calendar. Maybe it doesn't necessarily. Maybe it's not like. Maybe maybe you pick it because it works time-wise instead of just picking one for like a mm-hmm. course or for because i think you're gonna have a great time anywhere you know oh yeah any 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 race you do and that goes probably all over the country you can probably do that just kind of pick a race and and if it works in your timeline and go and it could be 50 miles 60 miles 30 miles it doesn't even matter but and then just go have a great weekend and then you can have another one in a couple weekends after that and another one like a month after that. You know, it's not just a single, you know, it's not just the the one date of the year circled in red and everything, you know, falls on that date. Um, everything works up toward it. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's a little more fun to, to sprinkle in multiple things throughout the year than just have everything weighing on one big, one big race yes exactly like multiple chances at like redemption. an iron man <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they are special days though there's nothing like oh yeah yeah shoot absolutely. At an iron man, but it is cool to be able to race more because i think that's that's something we all like at the end of the day um or and if you don't like it it's just cool to have the opportunity to ride more and you know i, I think ultimately whether it be um triathlon or, or riding or running you know you got to find joy in the training and yeah, I think that's an opportunity for DTR to to come in, especially with riding and, you know, find people that you want to train with and just get people together and, you know, celebrate the races. And I do just love how 
there are, you just can race so much more with riding. Um, and there's yeah. almost something going on. It seems like every weekend you're like, yeah. you get invited to not to go back to weddings, be like get invited to a wedding. You're like, okay, this one's on a Saturday and this race is on a Sunday. So I guess <laughs> I can probably go. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, cool. Connor, this was great. Um, like I said, I just, I wanted to know more about down to ride and, um, everything that is happening there. And I think this was a, perfect introduction and i hope people get involved with it and more more so though i hope this brings this is just a, a, another piece that can bring more people into cycling and um just make our community stronger and more open to to more people yeah yeah thank you for the opportunity to talk it was it was super cool and yeah we're all about giving you know a warm not ass out hug to anyone who wants to be yeah can i say ass I'm sorry. A warm butt, butt out hug. We're giving you. <laughs> you a, we're giving you a real hug. <laughs> we're giving you a real hug. Uh, we're giving people a warm hug who want to join the cycling community. And yeah, it's it's been a pleasure to speak today. So thank you very much. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. A huge thank you to Connor Grant um, from Down to Ride for joining us on this episode. And thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack.